back to another episode of the fitness roundtable my name is dion and i'm here today with phil and andrew um today we will be discussing passing fitness on to the next generation as we've done before we're still gonna keep going so andrew how's your week been man it's been going good uh been doing some landscaping so up here you don't landscape any rains obviously nowhere you landscape in the rain but so yeah, I got two days off instead of, or no, sorry, four days off instead of two. So that was sick. So we got some good training in. Meat prep is going well. Sitting at a nice 2.30. <laughs> Starting to feel weak, but determined. So good. Why are you feeling weak? What about? I just, I don't know, man. I'm skeptical to see where... I don't know, every single meat prep I always have. Oh, well, this is the third one. I always get super like anxious and skeptical. So, I mean, it's pretty part of the course for this one. But I don't know, just having so much time off and then hitting weights pretty hard. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to be able to lift come March. But benched 225 for my last set of five the other day. So that felt okay. But yeah, we'll see. That's not terrible. That I mean, that's a solid amount, man. Like, still more than most. So you gotta be good with that. <laughs> yeah, but I I weigh two thirty, man. I gotta be I gotta be putting up something, you know. <laughs> Seven. My squat, my squat will hopefully. Nah, there's no hopefully. My squat will, will at least be four hundred, but I want I want to hit four forty. So. Yeah. Well, Bench might be there, but yeah, we'll we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. To be determined. <laughs> Phil, how about you, man? How you been? I've been doing pretty good. Uh, work is more of the same. Uh, we we had one of our trainers, uh, you know, at at my job. He's moving to, uh, I think, somewhere in West Canada, like up up north from here, but also like way out west. Uh, and he was a good dude, uh, but that means we also re- like you know have already hired more people. Uh, because that's the the corporate life, you know. They don't go short staffed for long, so it's a lot of like transitions there. Uh, it's d- something I've encountered a lot in work before. Uh, in in like my own work, I've been doing um, a lot of my clients are seeing really good progress. Uh, this one guy that I work with, every time he's deadlifted, uh, usually he comes in the evening, uh, so we can't get any of the straight bar. So he always does trap bar deadlift. And every time, first time he did it, we worked up to 95 and did sets. Next time he did it, 115. Next time he did it, 135. And he's like about our age, but, uh, you know, it doesn't have like a lot of experience lifting. Uh, And he's like learning really well, you know, how to like put intensity into it. But also, you know, seeing someone else do those, uh, you know, and and no insults at all, but like it's just like in the industry, people people call it like the newbie gains. Uh, seeing someone's deadlift shoot up by forty pounds makes me jealous. 
but but honestly, in my own workouts, uh, they've been progressing really well. I've been on a, a program I wrote for myself, uh, and I've been like progressing with it for the past almost three months. And I've been working on like what I want to do next. I'm going to vary up some movements and stuff. Uh, and I haven't pushed the weight very much, but I've noticed to get the same reps with the, with similar weights. I've only gone up since the start, like three months ago by like 10 pounds, for example, like I was saying my deadlift, but it feels so much easier. You know, I'm doing, uh, 10 pounds more, but it feels easier than it was, uh, doing 10 pounds less at the beginning of this set of three months. So I'm pretty happy about that. And that's about it. That's all. In the I was going to say, uh, Andrew, in, in terms of, uh, so that's all in the life, <laughs> like, and then you're you're just going yeah. Back. Uh, I I was gonna say, um, in terms of your your like your squat goal, uh, the the thing that you're doing is the thing that I think we all do in terms of like being athletes and like having high standards for ourselves. And I try to have all my clients avoid that kind of uh, that kind of goal setting because you know progress is progress, and if if you can like do a uh you know a heaviest squat ever at that meet or like in the prep for the meet uh but it's not the number you set for yourself uh you know it can be hard sometimes to feel like you succeeded uh but like you know you you've definitely progressed so much in the past few years and if you're able to like lift heavier than you ever have before even if it's not 440 then that's definitely uh like super impressive yeah, for sure. If I go at the meet and hit, you know, even four ten, I'd be, I'd be definitely pumped. No, you know, I wouldn't be. I, I, I can't even no. lie to you. <laughs> no, I think, I think four twenty or bust. Okay, I mean that's a little more reasonable. Yeah, I, uh, I, I try to do that with my, my goals too. Like an like, eagle and a beagle. Yeah, for sure. If I have, if, like, if I hit four forty, I'm ecstatic. If I hit four twenty, I'm really really happy you know but i'm probably not i don't know i've definitely freaked out at meets but i'm surprised i don't have any videos freaked out <laughs> oh yeah not like freaked yeah. out in a bad way like i'm not that like angry but like i've you know like when i hit 400 in the squat i was super pumped and then my second bench attempt i missed and then i just sniffed a bunch of ammonia and hit my third attempt and got white lights and, and passed and do i freaked out <laughs> I was pumped. Oh, that's wild. I saved my I saved my total, yeah. But like awesome. actually in regards to a little bit what you're saying, Phil, uh I set an eleven hundred pound total goal for <laughs> my second meet and I hit ten ninety six. So oh, like Oh man. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> but I was still I kind totally of get that feeling. But I but I mean I still put on like I think thirty seven pounds in my total over a span of like six months so honestly i i still at that point was like you were saying yeah i was pumped you know i had a, I had a good so this this me all i want to do is break 1100 if i break 1100 i'm i'm going home a happy happy guy that's awesome i yeah. uh i had the the same thing pretty much happen the last time i raced a marathon i've been trying to get under three and a half hours like arbitrarily since even before the first time i raced it this was like my seventh or eighth marathon in the uh Things has been canceled for so long. When was it? It's fall. It was a fall of last year. And I ended up going three hours and 30 minutes and like 
26 seconds or something like that. I, I don't remember precisely, but it was definitely within less than a minute of breaking that barrier. Yo, that's the, that's the stuff that hurts you. I, I, feel yeah. that, like, I feel that totally, man. Like, I did that in a soccer season. I'm like, I had like 20 goals for a season, the season before. I'm like, I'm going for 25. And I got 22. I'm like, wow, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe I only got 22 goals. And I'm like, but then again, like, that was like two, three goals a game. Yeah. Still. So, That's so awesome. as, but as athletes, we definitely do that to ourselves for no reason, right? Like, we just put ourselves, put our numbers and our stuff on a pedestal. And then when we don't reach, yeah. we're angry. Just beat ourselves up for no reason. Yeah, it's part of what human, I think keeps us all coming back year after year. Yeah, it's human nature, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, sad days, man. Anyway. <laughs> Your boy's life has been all right. I'm drinking kombucha right now. You know, today's flavor is. Wait, let me see if I can guess. I can't tell that kind. That might be ginger. Is it ginger? Yeah, it's ginger honey. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. All right. I'll I'll take 50%. Ah, One third is not bad. That's solid. So, yeah, just sipping some kombucha. This week's been pretty wild. I just finished up like we were talking before i just finished up my website and i found out that my old uh facebook at whatever whatever facebook handle or url was linked to a random human so he was just getting all my facebook traffic from <laughs> i was like okay so i that was a good setup um i've been working on more stuff with like surveys um just trying to get those set up too and then uh i'm also been playing some more soccer we've made it to the finals and i'm hella hype except for i always get fouled like really bad and i injured my ankle like the third game in and every single game someone kicks me in my left ankle like every time and sometimes it's on like it's always on accident like the person like goes to kick the ball and just misses and hits my ankle and it's it can't it's never the right it's always my left and last night i got murdered like i got kicked it was a scene out of a movie i was running i split two defenders and each defender kicked me in my right and left ankle at the same time i fell face first like i had no leg, like literally no legs the the story when someone says someone takes your feet out from under you it was literally my feet were taken out from under me and i was like laying there i thought i died I was like, I've never been kicked that hard. And the ref didn't call foul. It was in the box. He just, he just said, play on. And you, then, got, you got fucked, <laughs> man. I did. Yo, even the people who did it, like, said, wait, we got to stop. He's really hurt. Like, they knew that they they messed up. And I'm like, ah, oh, all right. man. <laughs> yeah. That sounds terrible. It, it sucked, man. Were you able to keep playing? Yes. Because... My body is strong because I work out on a regular basis. So <laughs> <laughs> we we make ourselves resilient. Yeah, I'm, I was very surprised. It was one of those those instances where I got hit and in air. I'm like, this is gonna end badly for me, but it didn't. So oh, I'm happy. Man. <laughs> like, All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, good day. So I'm here for the podcast because of strong body, strong mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Are we gonna jump right into the main topic, or we got anything else we want to share for the week? I no. think we're ready. No, we're... yeah. You good, Andrew? Yeah, go for it. yeah, absolutely. All right. This one's got a lot to talk about. Well, 
you were talking about how pumped you were in the beginning, so I'm like excited to hear what you had to say. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what that's about. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. So, like we said, we're going to be talking about passing on fitness to the next generation. But we kind of wanted to do a little bit more, um, you know, encompass not just you know fitness, nutrition, healthy healthy habits, healthy um, eating habits, healthy exercising habits, things you know that are encompassed in the world of health and fitness and wellness. Um, I re- I really just kind of want to kick this off with a story that I think will open up a huge, a huge aspect of this. So when I was back home for a holiday um, and my nephew is eight years, I want to say he was six years old at the time. He was either six or eight. I don't know. Two years is two years, but he was somewhere in that realm. And he I, he was asking me about playing soccer. And I was like, why, buddy? He goes, well, I see you go out in the yard and train. And I was like, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? You know what the word train is? You know what training is? He goes, well, you say you're going to go train all the time, and then I see you do that. So I think that's what it is. And I was like, well, you are right, sir. So we went outside. We did some, like, soccer drills. And he came back in, and my sister was like, he was so having so much fun. And I was like, well, you have to let children know that exercise is is fun for them. Like it's it's fun for you. You have to show, you have to you have to make it look fun. If you're if you're hating what you're doing, it's going to it's going to rub off on them and they're going to see it as something that's that's painful or that they don't like or they shouldn't like. And you don't give a, a proper like image for them. And I just remember how excited I was about that whole situation, like having him see me training and him picking up on that, that is training and it's enjoyable. And it's something that will help him be healthier. And I just, that's just like a memory that I've always loved. So like, that's kind of what I think of when I think passing fitness to the next generation. That's adorable. Man. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of those, those points. Uh, when it comes to almost probably a lot of the things that we're going to cover, not just like fitness, but like health and habits and, uh, you know, some of the other things it's that like, I mean, even outside of this, this subject, when it comes to dealing with children under almost any circumstance, if you are doing something and you look like you enjoy it, they will probably want to join. And sometimes you don't even have to look like you're enjoying it, but as long as you don't make it sound terrible, they're going to want to do it with you uh, at some point because, you know, children look up to adults. And whether it's, uh, you know, a sibling, nephew, niece, uh, you know, friends, kids, you know, when when you're interacting with kids, a lot of people forget that, like, whatever you're doing, they will they will probably want to be able to do it. And uh, that's that its story is just such a great example. Um, I really uh, I like that sentiment of like, you know, you you have to give the message that it can be fun. Uh, And that, you know, if you if you do anything and you make it sound terrible, then they're not going to want it. You know, this comes up with with like working out and fitness, but also like eating and stuff, too. Yeah, kids are sponges. and. They definitely mm-hmm. pick up on people's energy a lot better than you know adults do. 
And there's a reason why kids run around all the time. It's because they have so much energy. I mean, they're just made for sports and activities and playing. And that's like how a child's brain grows. And so sports, I think, especially at a young age, are so impactful on a kid in so many ways, especially team sports. I think there's certain individual sports like, I don't know, karate or uh, karate that (laughs) I don't really, I can't really think of any, I mean, like I thought of maybe like diving, like I dove tennis, tennis is a good one. I don't like tennis for little kids because it's so one handed. I'd like more, you know, uniform, like, you know, lateral, uh, ambidextrous sports for kids, you know? Um, but it's just so healthy for children. It teaches them so many things. I think one point we have here that's really cool is, uh, how early should kids start exercising? I think exercising, like as soon as they're out of the womb, like <laughs> running baby around, fitness. like, you know, yeah, baby fitness, like doing hand-eye coordination drills, like, you know, like doing exercise as soon as possible. But like lifting, I feel like that's like for me more of like, when should my kid get in the weight room? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know. That's so debatable. I feel like I could have five, four or five, three under, <laughs> not, not like a barbell. I would never have a kid under a bar, like a 45 pound barbell is absurd to think about on a child, but like to have them do squatting or Olympic lift type which you know like the clean and jerk and and things like that little kids i don't know i think it's so good for their coordination and their range of motion because you see kids they're made to bend like their bones aren't even fully hard yet like that's what they're made to do you know they're made to bend and do stupid things so if you can coordinate those stupid things they become (laughs) such incredible athletes by time they're you know at in 10 12 14 later on in life. I think if you can build a strong base as a child into being 18, 20, 25 years old, you're only enhancing your quality of life at 70, 80 years old. Yeah. I definitely see that being a thing. Um like I I definitely agree with some of the points you made and um I read a few articles and a couple of research papers based on this um this exact thing and it was stated that kids at, as early as five can do resistance training that doesn't put any any serious impact on their skeletal system. So, like taking you know, like taking I don't know x amount of per their body weight and having them squat with with weight, but you can have them squat with a certain percentage of their body weight that's very low, and just teaching them the proper technique and having their muscles activated. As they're growing, like you said, Andrew, like as they're growing, their bodies are also growing. And by doing this, it allows your the children or any any kids in general to to just use calories. Um it the biggest thing is it sets up healthier habits and later in life. It gives them a routine that they can follow. So when they get older, it's not so hard to pick it back up. And a lot of people use the term muscle memory, but I just think in general it's just habit forming it's it's hard for like me you or phil can go in the gym and do an exercise and you know get back to where we were before a lot yes because our muscles have done that 
before, but we also don't have the the barrier of you know having to learn the the movement all over again. And for kids, when you teach them young, when they start to get the ability to do heavier barbell weights and stuff like that, they already have such a strong base that now they can just accelerate even faster. And I I think it's it's important to like you said teach good proper technique and you know kids can be strong too but as long as you do, what's the there's that one kid who whose father made him like the world's strongest kid that one time and it like had some negative effects on his person but if you're just teaching a kid proper like how to be a good like athlete or exerciser I can definitely see it having some benefits you know yeah for sure I think his his style of parenting and my style of parenting would probably be a little different. I don't know. I would never push my kid and be like, if you can't squat 400 pounds by the time you're eight, I'm going to fucking kick you out of the house. But I would definitely guide them. And I don't know. I don't think anything unhealthy that is a good outlet for any type of release is, is a bad thing. You know, people push their kids into sports. Why not push them? Not push them. Like I said, why not be like, Hey, this is the weight room. You don't like it. Then that's fine. You know, my kid decides he doesn't like to lift weights and so be it. The last thing that you said there about like, if the, if your kid doesn't like lifting weights, then so be it. Uh, I think that's the, the mentality that everyone should have behind any sport when it comes to uh, youth or like any activity, honestly, kids should be allowed to try everything. And if they don't like it, they just move on. And I think when it comes to fitness, uh, you know, as kids are like older kids, you know, we're not talking about like, uh, you know, getting getting your like three year old into uh, like soccer and baseball, you know, but like as kids are getting older, they should be able to try every sport and try various types of activities and see what they like. And I think that that's a good way for kids to be able to find the thing that they have. Uh, I don't want to say like a natural ability for, but the thing they enjoy the most. Uh, you know, I did um, basketball when I was like 10 or 11. And I liked playing it, but I didn't like the rules and I didn't like the practices. Uh, but when I found running when I was like 13, 14, uh, it's funny because, you know, i I wasn't like immediately good at it, but I liked doing it. And I think giving kids that opportunity to try things at like uh, calling calling like a 14 year old a kid is, is, is like a little weird to me. But like, you know, a young person, the opportunity to try things and like figure out what they like and figure out what they're good at uh, is really important. But then I think uh, when we're talking about younger kids, the younger the kid is. Uh, and especially when we were talking about like modeling, uh, younger kids uh, will do anything that they see people doing. Uh, but then again, they'll do anything if it's a game. Uh, and it's the funniest thing. Uh, you know, I think it's come up on the podcast before. I have a daughter. And if I asked her to come with me on a run or to like go for a walk and we're just heading in a direction, uh, she will like mentally give up so quickly. Uh, but if we play a game like tag, uh, I am going to give up before she does, uh, because (laughs) she'll just like, if it's fun, she can just keep going and going and we'll take a break. And then she's ready. I'm like, no, I need more of a break. We are running fast. (laughs) 
and that works with a lot of these other things. Uh, but like, especially like when it comes to kids uh, around that age and, you know, a little younger and older, uh, she's five. So like preschool age, all the way up to like probably 10, a lot of their fitness should be play. And uh, there shouldn't be so strict of rules in terms of like, like if they're going to be sports for kids that age, they should just like eliminate half of the rules because like what if like a nine year old is going to remember all of the rules about soccer or like basketball or something like no, just like, you know, eliminate some of the rules and let them play. Uh, and I think that uh, as they transition to like getting a little older, you know, getting them getting them in the weight room is like a really cool idea. But, uh, you know, we all understand that, like, you're not going to make a lot of progress. Like, they're not going to be, like, lifting heavy when they're young. But, like, having that knowledge of how to move in certain ways, even if they're not using a lot of weight, you know, if one of the subjects in PE was just, like, doing something that looks like a squat uh, as part of, like, you know, uh, an activity or a game or something... I don't know. I think that them having uh, like good knowledge of uh, the movements that become movements in the gym is a good idea for sure. Like, how old do you think you should start children in sports? Uh, so I think that it shouldn't be like an all or none. Like they're not in sports or they are in sports. And I, uh, I know that like that sounds a little weird, but like how I how I think is that like. Uh, sports should be different for kids. Uh, and in some ways, it already is. You know, if you look at, um, like, football, for example, uh, you know, I I did one season of football when I was in junior high, but if you look at, like, young kid football, uh, they don't often let them uh, make full contact, which, like, very good. I'm glad they don't. Uh, and, you know, it comes up, like, in swimming, too, the uh the races are a lot shorter and in running races it's shorter uh and i think that you know in games that have more rules and more technicalities there's just take out some of those rules to make it like more possible for the kids to be able to like play without interruptions as much uh and if we could do that and we could make it more feasible for kids to play i mean as young as as young as school age, I think is is good. I mean, honestly, like five or six. And my caveat to that, uh, like you were saying with the weight room, is that like it's as long as the kid wants to do it. You know, no kid of any age, whether they're five, eight, twelve, fourteen, or twenty, should be forced to play a sport. But if like a six year old wants to play soccer and, you know, the the game is simplified a little bit, like that'd be cool. I don't know. I think that uh, as long as they can, you know, they're in kindergarten, that's old enough. Yeah, I've I've always used the rule of thumb as long as their body is physically capable. That's how I felt like some like you said, as long as there's not too many rules and it's and it's still enjoyable. I feel like some kids, their bodies develop a little bit faster and. You know, like it wouldn't harm them to join a sport if they physically can do it. But if it's a good point. You know, I, I feel like everyone's physical capabilities change throughout, like, th- their their ages. So it might be different for one child than it is for another. So I never really know what age to put it on. I always think, like you said, as long as they're playing and they're 
respectful to other people, you know, if they have the, the mentality and temperament to be in a, a sport. I don't know. I would start my, my child before, before school, I would start them in sports. I think maybe some type of, but not like a sport. I mean, obviously you can't have a three-year-old playing football or soccer, but some type of, I think I would have my, I would have my child swimming. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to be flat out with it. Um, like I would, I would definitely start out having my child swim as early as possible. Cause I know they have like courses for infants, not courses, like classes for infants at the Y and stuff like that for like, a, like aquatic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like the more comfortable you are in the water, the earlier, the better off you are. Cause I mean, if you're a full grown adult and you can't swim, you could drown. Like that's such a big thing. Like the 70, 70% of the world yeah. is water and you can't go in there anymore. You go on a boat, you're that much more scared. No way. So I think that's, that's my one thing. I think, I think you could start swimming whenever you wanted, mm-hmm. but full grown sports. I agree with you guys a hundred percent. Yeah. It's definitely lower impact. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, there's there's a level of like comfortability in the water that uh if you if you introduce a child young enough people will be surprised by how comfortable they are in the water uh and if you wait then they they'll be like more reliant on you know whatever flotation device they use and uh it's not like that's a bad thing but it just means like if they're comfortable earlier they won't have to learn as much when they're older uh, it's the same thing about like if they get into the gym and like learn the movements when they're eight and nine or whatever age, then it'll be easier for them to lift when they're 19. If they're more comfortable in the water when they're two, then when they get to five, they'll have a much easier time, uh, like learning, you know, how to swim better. So, so we kind of like went, went through a few things and it kind of is a, is a decent segue into, like what we should do, but like what 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 should we not do? Should we use exercise as like punishments? You know, I hear a lot of people say like if you don't do your chores, you have to do ten push-ups. Or my kids doing wall sits for not coming home on time. And in my opinion, that to me seems like it has way more of a detriment than a a like a plus you know it's way more of a con than a pro because now you're you're teaching your child that exercise is for when you're bad and it's bad for you it's gonna hurt you and that will make them less likely in in my opinion to do exercise in the future you know it's gonna hinder their their want to you know join a fitness class join a sport because in their head like phil's like Phil said, you you need to make it look enjoyable. It needs to be like play, but now you're making it in terms of hey, you're you you're bad. You're gonna do this. You're you're bad. You need to do these exercises. And instead, you kind of, I would like you know oh hey you had a good day hey let's knock out like twenty pushups you know make it enjoyable make it exciting make it something that's that you can be proud of and you can give them you can congratulate them on completing twenty pushups. They're like oh hey man you knocked out your your ten squats you're amazing. And then that way, you know, maybe they, when they grow up or they get older, they, they won't look at fitness as something that's bad. I feel a lot of my clients that I've talked to, they've had such a negative experience with, with fitness and it started at a very early age. It was like, oh yeah, my, 
My dad would always make me do wall sets when I was bad, so I hate these now. And then there's a huge divide and and people, like some people that I converse with, I'm like, what's your favorite exercise? They're like, oh man, I, I love doing squats. And it's like, why? It's like, well, I just like having strong legs. And then, so I ask another person, I'm like, why do you hate squats? And sometimes they'll be like, well, I had to do them when I got in trouble. So I hate them now. And it's like the, one of the most fundamental exercises has now become an enemy to you. And by doing so, you're really, you're really putting your child kind of at a disadvantage because we all know if you don't like to do something or it seems bad for you or you know you're you're made to do it over and over again you don't want to do it at any other time it's not exciting it's not fulfilling anymore so i would i would say i'm against using exercise as a punishment well phil just said earlier in the podcast that he takes his daughter out and runs so that poor five-year-old's probably fucking running And 15 miles at a clip. Sorry, <laughs> we might find ourselves the next, you know, the future of the, the women's marathon here. But, you know, I, I agree with that, dude. I, I mean, I wouldn't, especially, let me start off by saying you and I really, we don't have kids. So yeah. <laughs> we're only like, what, you know, what, what are, what are we going to do with children? But I mean, I think Phil can probably attest a little bit as like a fitness professional you definitely don't want your child to hate what you go and do every day because that's no fun for you. And that's no fun for your child. You guys can't bond over what you do at work. So it's definitely nice to, to have them be able to have a positive experience with fitness. And like you said, the people that got punished with fitness, that's kind of crazy. I've never actually heard of anyone doing that before just because it's just such a stupid punishment. Like, do 20, I guess doing 20 pushups, that's okay. I guess it's a pretty military thing. I don't know. But I just think it's so it's cliche. You shouldn't have your kids be doing pushups because they did something stupid. You know, get a little bit more creative and, and just talk to your child and whatever. But um, yeah, I definitely, I wouldn't do that either. I don't think that that would be my go-to. But how's your, <laughs> your girl, <laughs> she must be fast, man. <laughs> Um, she she is a fast runner uh she does not come with me on like my actual runs but she loves uh like anything that is like playing around uh like i said plan tag she will go until i am too tired uh and sometimes uh one time we were at uh i think it was a dick sporting goods and she picked up a, a pair of one pound hand weights she was like, I want to get these so I can exercise. And, and we were like, okay. And they were like $8. And every once in a while, she would just pick them up and just kind of like move around with them. Like she doesn't know exactly what she's doing. But like the idea of just like going and then just like randomly exercising is something that like she views as positive. So I think that that's something, uh, you know, I've I've had the influence of so far. Uh, in terms of the, the part of the conversation on, on punishment, uh, I probably would dichotomize any conversation on punishment because I think a lot of the ways people punish kids is dumb. Uh, like not just like, you know, it's, it's too much or it's wrong, but like it doesn't understand the person that they're talking to too many people when they're trying to like deal with their child, forget that like, that's, that's a person, like that's another entire person that that you could just like communicate with uh and it's not that like punishments are 
uh, bad and that I'm one of those, you know, never say no kind of parents. Uh, but like a huge portion of the point of punishment should be understanding why what you did was wrong and the punishment should be relevant to the bad behavior. Uh, and if a kid is like i don't know what what age we would be saying like a kid is out too late like old enough to be going out on their own so maybe like 14 14 year olds supposed to come back at like nine and they're back at like 12 instead you know making them do push-ups uh they're easily obviously gonna hate working out afterwards but also uh you know you gotta communicate with them like why do they have to be home at a certain point what does it matter why are you punishing them at all and then to make it relevant i mean you know if they were out too late like wake them up early or something you know i think that uh a punishment that's just like terrible if just to make the other the person you're punishing feel bad uh it's a bad punishment and they're not going to like learn a lesson from it uh i think that the like more specific part that we're talking about like exercise is punishment that happens a lot in sports too where you know you have a team they'll they'll like show people on like football teams having to like run the field because someone was late for practice or something uh and the the reason people should be on sports team is is because they want to like do good in their sport and uh like that comes down to like poor management on behalf of uh of the coaches and from uh from a parent you know if i if i met a parent who told me that they were going to punish their their kid by making them do wall sits uh and until they like you know until they got it uh i would probably not talk to that person again that's that's pretty terrible i i agree with you guys that uh you know and as the i don't know quote unquote resident parent in the room Punishing a kid by making them do exercise is a great way to get them to hate you and exercise real quick. That's too real. I was going to say, I wanted to chime in earlier and say, uh, Child Protective Services is going to show up at Phil's house now because <laughs> he stated that he takes his daughter on 15 mile runs. It's <laughs> like, whoa, like oh, wow. Um, excuse me, sir. We heard on the fitness round table that your daughter goes for runs with you and your last run was five miles. This seems a little excessive for a child. <laughs> Man, I've heard stories of, of yeah. young kids doing like half marathons, not, not her age, more like nine or 10. Uh, but no, I, I would never, I would never do that. Um, the, that's the thing like that I think with sport too, is that like, if she said, you know, and probably not now, but like I'm a little older, if she was like, I want to come with you on a run, uh, you know, I, I would be like, okay, we'll give it a try. We'll see how much you like it and we'll stay close to home. But, uh, like I was saying earlier, I, I would never make my kid do any sport. I just like pictured you like, all right, we're gonna run till we pass out. Hope you don't oh, die God. for <laughs> Man, oh. I don't do that in my own workouts. Yeah. I, I know some people would do actually that. But that that's a good segue now into and the healthy eating habits and punishment. I am like firmly against this though. Like punishing your child with food or like the lack there of food or I, I hear a lot of people, you know, like when, whenever I talk to someone about like their eating habits, it usually starts at a young age. And I feel like a lot of like eating disorders happen and they start at a young age 
because of stuff like this. Um, but that's like a whole nother discussion. Um, but I, I genuinely feel like the punishment side is, is just like out of the question, but in terms of like healthy eating habits and youth, which I kind of wanted to stay on top of was when you're eating food, just kind of like exercise, you don't want to show a negative response to something that you're eating because your, your kid or the, the youth that you're around is going to emulate that. They're going to see you do that. And another story was like my nephew, it was me, my mom and my nephew in a room and she hates spinach and I love spinach. So I was making like a omelet with some spinach in it. And my mom goes, Oh, I hate that. And my nephew's like, yeah, I hate it too. But he never had it. He's never even tried it. But like, yeah. but like, we do that as humans and like as adults, we we say things because we think that, like you said, they're they're another person. There, it's another human being, and they pick up. And like Andrew said, they're sponges, so they'll pick up on something. And we might just do it just because, you know, it's we don't know we're doing it or we're not conscious of our of our habits. You gotta kind of be mindful of that because I've definitely done that. Like, oh man, I am definitely not feeling this. Or like whoa, I could go for some chicken wings and french fries right now. You know what I mean? And then bang, they hear that. And to them, that's like a goal or a gift. That's something special. But if I was like, man, I can't wait to eat some carrots and hummus, like they would hear that. And then now that might be the thing that they they idolize or put on a pedestal. And you, we do this as humans a lot. And as people who love food, we we say like, Oh, I can't wait to eat a donut, man. Oh, it's been so long since I had that donut or like, oh, you know, like I earned this cheesecake, but some people, but we never really say like, man, I earned this, you know, spinach and rice. Like, and by doing that and by, by trying to, to adjust your behaviors, you can show these children that it's, so it's like, they should try these things. Like try Like don't give them a negative image of anything. I think that's kind of what we've been saying is like, don't give them a negative image of health because eventually that's what they're going to grow up into being like, I'd rather eat pizza over, you know, something like a salad, which I mean, I would rather eat pizza over a salad some days. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we have to definitely keep that, keep that in mind and be mindful of that, that the children or the youth that we're around will pick up on our dislikes and our likes, and they most likely have never even had some of the stuff that, that we're going to eat. And then their first interaction with it is going to be, this is bad. When it comes to food and, and punishment with your child, that's, that's an easy one for me. Cause that one's neglect. You can't neglect a child and that's illegal. So that's just, that's not good. Restricting your food or your kid's food as a punishment it, is just not not a good idea at all. That's how you lead to some really, really, really unhealthy uh, lifestyle and, you know, behavioral issues and different stuff like that. I feel like for me, dude, as long as your kids eat and just, I th- I mean, from the person who follows the fuck skinny, get huge diet, that's as a grown adult choosing a way of eating and eating in a surplus for a goal. Children don't really, not that they don't have goals, children obviously have goals, but I don't think they really have that type of athletic limit or, you know, calorie surplus or deficit. So, I mean, as long as they're eating the most nutritious food possible, fruits, vegetables, you know, different stuff like that, 
then you're good to go, man. And for me, like I would just try to eat as much of that as possible with them around and it, it'd be, you know, hopefully a more of a habit and a, a lifestyle choice than a actual force for them. Cause like you said, man, kids just, they look at it and they see it and then they do it. So if they see you eating grapes all the time, they're probably going to like grapes. Or if they see you eating macaroni and cheese, they're going to like macaroni and cheese, you know, so you should probably be eating grapes <laughs> or different things like that for sure. I wanted to touch on something that you said too. Um, you said you do the fuck skinny get huge diet, which I still love that, that term. But do you think a kid or if you were a parent growing up, do you think you would have to limit that being around your, like a child because they're going to see you eating a surplus of food all the time and that's what they're going to think instead of eating till like they feel full and stopping they might be like oh i got to keep eating as much food as possible all the time and could that give them a negative a relationship with with food and dieting i think by that time in their lives for them to notice that i'm eating that much food because i think i mean at this point obviously i don't have children so i don't have to eat Tupperware meals or anything like that. But like at that point, I would have to give a lot of my time to a child. So I would have to probably eat a lot more Tupperware meals than I do now. So by the time they notice that, wow, dad eats a lot of Tupperware, why does he eat so much food? I think that would be more of him just asking me, like, yo, why do you eat so much food? And then be like, oh, yeah, at that point, you know, he'd probably have been to a meet because that kid has no choice. I'm not going to leave him at home. He's going to go to my meet. So he's going to know what powerlifting is. He's going to be surrounded by the environment. So for him, it's going to be like, oh, this is what dad does. So this is why he eats so much. And for him or her, I don't know. I don't ever think a child should be obese. And so I don't think that would necessarily be an unhealthy role model, more of a healthy role model. There's obviously more pros and cons of that. But I think that's just more like we've kind of been talking about this whole entire time, communicating with your little human that is actually a human. I like that, uh, that ending point. That's definitely, uh, how I see a lot of this is that, you know, we start with the, the idea and we talked about this at the beginning that like children are sponges and they model us and they mirror us. And, uh, it's something that like, you know, we're, we're all on board with cause we, you know, we're health professionals who already focus on trying to be healthy. So like the idea of saying, yeah, if you eat healthy, your kid will want to eat healthy. It's a little bit easier for us but saying you know to anyone else out there like you know you gotta uh you gotta model yourself in the way that you want them to be you know i've i've heard of people who don't eat vegetables themselves but will make their kids do it uh and that like that's a weird thing that doesn't make sense uh and getting a kid to eat uh vegetables especially when you don't do it must be terrible and that like kind of forcing them to do it uh, is kind of what I had in mind when I put this on for us to talk about it was that like, uh, you know, they're like uh, n- neglectful and just like bad parents out there who will like punish a kid by telling them they can't have dinner or like, you know, forcing them to eat one thing or another. But the uh, uh, the thing that I was picturing was like, the kind of situation where you're like, you can't do this until you finish your vegetables or, you know, you have to eat these vegetables. And uh, just like how you guys were saying, like if you model it, you say, uh, you know, that you enjoy it, then sometimes the kid will want it. And we cannot fight 
the human urges you know to say like oh if you eat healthy your kid will never want a donut like that's that's the opposite i mean you know they'll still want sweet things but like uh you know if you eat if you eat healthy they will copy you to a point and if you cook good tasting things they will sometimes also want what you're tasting whether it has vegetables in it or not uh and if you are communicating with your child whether it comes to like punishments and rewards and uh you know why certain things are the way they are and if you're communicating more and not less they'll understand you know if uh if if my daughter wants dessert i'm like sure how about this she's like okay and if she has like some sort of dessert thing like a cookie or something after lunch uh you know we we tell her that like you know that's your dessert for today and she understands that like you know you can have too much of something and that like you know she's extremely intelligent maybe other kids would just be like not smart enough to get this but like if you are communicating with your kid or the young people that you're around at any age you know and this is uh you know this is something that like works for lots of adults but not all adults uh but like it works for a lot of people that like you know if 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 you were like uh like trying to diet down to like you know lose some weight or you know whatever and you're like in an office and you're eating uh like grilled chicken on a salad and someone with like a big old burrito looks over and like that looks that doesn't look good and you're like yeah it's not a lot of food but you know it's really tasty like that person might try a grilled chicken salad but if you look at them and you're like oh yeah this diet sucks they're not gonna try it like you know the same thing works with adults uh i don't think uh anyone who uh you know watches someone try something and then look disgusted will want to try it themselves uh i think that tactic has been the one thing that's most successful for us when we're trying to get uh get her to eat anything is that like you know i'm eating it i'm enjoying it do you want to try it and past that i mean if she doesn't like it that's just you know just like with the thing is getting into the weight room like if you don't like it we'll figure out something else i can just see phil's daughter being exactly the same as phil (laughs) (laughs) and just being like hey daughter would you like this vegetable yes father i would thank you (laughs) what a nutritional bracket that's very funny um would you like sustenance yes i would also like sustenance sustenance. that's very funny uh there's a weird habit that i have that like the last thing i eat before going to sleep is like a like not not a baby carrot but like one of those real big carrots uh, and I've been doing it for a while, and I don't know why. But because I do that, now my daughter wants to have a nighttime carrot because uh, for a while she was like asking for like food right before bed, and we were like, "Oh, you know, you're about to go to bed. You can't have that much food." And she's like, "Well, how about a carrot? I know you have that." And I was like, "Can't say no to that." So now every night she needs she needs her water and her nighttime carrot. I'm dead. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 
I need my knight. Does she have? Does she get a smaller carrot? Like, is yours big and hers like half the size? We we keep uh, the full size carrots and baby carrots in the house at all times. That is, that's priceless. That is so priceless. Yeah, that's too much for me, dude. I think you need to get get a picture of you and your your daughter on on something with you and her baby carrot. That's, That's an Instagram yeah, right there. <laughs> Instagram carrot. I mean, nighttime carrots. Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't uh, touch on this yet, but um, we've talked about exercise as a punishment and then food as a punishment. But what do you guys think about like food as a reward? So the opposite instead of like, you know, you can't leave the table until you eat your broccoli. But what about uh, the idea of people saying like, you know, if you're nice, I'll buy you the cookies or something like that. What do you guys think about that? I think that's a cop out. This is, <laughs> coming from a not parent, that's a cop out, man. It's like if you're like, man, you can you can get whatever you want so long as you're good today. I just feel like that's just I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that's okay. When it comes to food, desserts, things like that, I think they have to be few and far between, but not so few and far between that these kids like look for them like crack fiends scratching their neck like oh there's the ice cream i get it once a year and i finally here you know like that's almost like having the 18 year old kid that never was allowed to leave his parents house and then he finally gets to go off to college and then sees the world world for a second and then his little brain explodes and then he ends up in a hospital because he drinks way too much alcohol you know you get these I kids so <laughs> many people like that oh my god <laughs> oh yeah wow <laughs> and so you know, rewarding children with with sweets, I don't think is ever a good idea. I don't, I just, I think nothing actually, because I'm not a parent. That's what I'm going to go ahead and stop that with right there. But I think any type of rewards when it comes to food or, or exercise is, is no bueno. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely, because uh, we have Phil as our resident parent of the, of the podcast, so we will let him run with it a little bit more. But that's kind of my feelings. Like I've been a role model for a lot of young kids from, you know, being one of the oldest in my family or, you know, the youth of, of my family. And I, I think it just, I think rewarding children with food, I think rewarding, I think anything, a punishment or a reward with food just builds negative relationships with, with food and dieting. Because just like we said before, saying like oh you have to finish this if you don't like you're you can't eat dinner the next time or you know like that's drastic but like you need to you can't leave the table until you finish your your um your broccoli people are gonna really hate broccoli but same thing goes for like donuts or like mcdonald's or like fast food people are when you're like hey if you do this if you do good you're gonna get this unhealthy treat so now they they associate with good and good deeds or good activities with unhealthy eating options so it it just kind of like changes your behavioral patterns and your psyche a little bit and i think it's just negative overall i i mean i know it's it's good sometimes it could be used sometimes but like sparingly but like you said andrew you can't like do it once every year but you also can't say like well if you clean your room this week you know i'll get you mcdonald's and then every week that when they clean their room they get mcdonald's then it just reinforces negative eating habits right i think you guys pretty much nailed it uh the the way that i think about that subject as a whole is that like uh 
it is a cop-out, but I still do it. Uh, it's something about being a parent is like taking a look at the situation sometimes and saying like, what, what do I have the ability to do right now? And sometimes it is late and you've had a long day and the kid is asking and you don't, you can't handle anymore. Uh, and you're like, you know what? How about we get some cookies? Will you stop screaming if I get cookies? Uh, and they do, and then you do. And it's not something that should be done often. Uh, it's not something that should be done. I don't even know how to say, like, you know, not often at all. Like, it should be very infrequently that, like, it's, it's so cut and dry like that because they'll associate, you know, like, I do good, I get dessert or I get sweets. Uh, and that comes with the whole conversation we've been having about, like, you know, communicating with the kid. You know, if you've already, if you've tried everything and nothing's working and you're tired, like, maybe go for it. But, like, you know, if you've got the energy, like, turn to the, turn to your kid and say, like, hey, can you please stop whatever thing, you know? It's, it's not nice or it's making me feel bad or, like, you know, whatever way you want to phrase it. Uh, and if that works, then, you know, that should be like their sh communication should always be the first avenue. Uh, and, and like you guys were saying, like it can have negative effects, but you know, a lot of things can, and we just have to like analyze our like total patterns and how we do things. And when it comes to like parenting and food as a reward, it's like, you know, we should acknowledge uh good behavior and doing good things and then like trying to get out like you know po like positively reinforcing the stopping of a negative activity will will probably cause a kid to act act out and act badly more often so that they can get the dessert when they stop acting badly because they'll they'll get that kids are smarter than we think they are you know if you say hey you're acting bad if you act good you'll get dessert then they'll go, oh, I should act bad more. Uh, and that's, you know, just one of like the 20 reasons that you got to be careful how, how you conduct, uh, you know, punishments and reinforcements as a parent. And while I am the resident expert here, I am nowhere near an expert. Uh, but I think that uh, much more than the other things we've talked about, this is something that's like feasible sometimes. Uh, but again, only in sparing moderation. What's going on, guys? That was the Fitness Roundtable with Andrew, KMNBarbell.com, Phil, YallStraightNanny.com, and Dion at TheGamerFitness.com. The Roundtable is more of a discussion than anything. We hope you enjoyed. Leave a like and subscribe. Stay fit. Stay strong. Stay educated.